You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. It's Friday Fire. It's time for some tough love. I know. I feel like we need like a, just a special Friday Fire jingle. I know. We'll come up with one. Who knows? Some tough love song. Some, some maybe some, one of my rap songs that I like listening to. <laughs> I also, really I've had like a, heavy I've, rap. I've had a few people reach out to me on Instagram that they do know. It's Friday then, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday. What? I heard that the other day, actually. I'm telling you, maybe I just heard it before. It was like popular amongst other people. But No, I know. I actually heard it the other day. Um, anyways, we wanted to talk today because I think that we need to address some justifications that we make sometimes. We have to talk about the reasons we use for why we don't adhere to something or we don't come, we don't follow through on a commitment that we make for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of these are societal, which makes it very hard. Like just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Mm -hmm. I think in these extents. And the first one that I want to go through is your period and your need to overconsume chocolate. Yes. Because we have to address this. Yeah. It needs to come out, guys. Well, first we have to understand that our period is our report card. And if you are having horrible PMS symptoms, there's other things going on that you really need to address. Like you should not be heavy bleeding for multiple days, having horrible cramps, having all of these cravings. Like I think some of it is psychological. Totally. And some of it is you know, emotional and Mm -hmm. mental and just um, like the physiological response that we just kind of turn into other things and like rationalize. Totally. So let's understand like when we are going through the two phases of our cycle. So our follicular phase um, in the beginning half of our cycle and our luteal phase luteal phase in the second half, what we have to, you know, understand is that in the second half here in the the latter part or your luteal phase, like your progesterone is going to rise and that does increase hunger. Mm -hmm. But this is also when you might notice these PMS, you know, symptoms show up and your mood starts to take a hit, your motivation and kind of just like your drive for life starts to, you know, wean out and you're not motivated to go to the gym. You know, maybe you're doing things more like yoga or just lower intensity things, which, which is what we tell our clients to do. But here's the kicker. You're also more sensitive to insulin and resistant to resistant, sorry, resistant to insulin. And so when you are consuming all of this chocolate and these carbs and you're air quote, you know, cravings that you're giving into, you're pretty much storing all those things as fat because your body is not utilizing it. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, go push yourself and run the marathon on your period and like do these crazy things and eat plain vegetables and chicken all the time. I just think that we take this a bit far sometimes. Like we, we need to understand what the body's response is and why we might be having these cravings and how we can manage them too. Um, and we're not going to go too deep into this. Obviously, this isn't like a podcast on PMS and um, our but cycle. But we do have one, which you should but listen to because one. we talk about that. That, is, here, true. that right? is true. And I think for a lot of our clients, I'm very proud of, I would say 
almost all of our clients after listening to that educational podcast that we did in regards to training and nutrition, they've adjusted it, they've adjusted it and they feel so much better and they're just crushing their fat loss phases throughout you know, their month, their cycle, because they're aligning their cycle along with obviously us helping them. And then you're not beating yourself up either. Right. Because if you aren't aware of your cycle and how you're supposed to feel, because you guys leading into your period, you are going to be more tired. Like Mm -hmm. if your period is normal and you have hormones that are going through the body, you're going to feel more tired. And so you shouldn't be pushing as hard. Your body's not going to respond to those things as well. You should tailor back your training a little bit. Um, You should try to, especially if you're like heavy strength training, you should try to cater lighter weeks, deload weeks, maybe more steady state cardio type stuff on those weeks to balance that. But we need to know why PMS is even happening happening in the first place. And it's usually driven by an imbalance of our hormones, mainly estrogen. Um, When estrogen is high or in relative comparison to progesterone, it's high, meaning like maybe we have low progesterone, um, you know, versus dominant estrogen. They're tends to be higher levels of inflammation within the body, which in turn impact our cramps, our headaches, Mm -hmm. our mood. All of these things will change because when we have our periods, inflammatory hormones that are called cytokines get released into your body. And so if there's already higher levels of inflammation in the body going on, of course your cramps are going to be worse. Of course you're going to have heavier bleeding. Of course you're going to deal with headaches. And so these things just make them worse, but there's things that kind of cause these. And so Diets rich in sugar, refined carbohydrates, non-organic meat, um, conventional dairy products, so not like grass-fed or you know whole food-based dairy products. Caffeine can even promote hormone imbalances, whereas the opposite is true for managing balancing mm-hmm. of hormones. You know, low low diets, uh, diets low in refined carbs, um, whole whole unprocessed foods are the dominance of your diet. Lots of fiber, lots of vegetables, lots of healthy fats. We also need to talk about stress, environmental pollutants. Those all can drive things mm-hmm. um and f- how do we manage this like okay if we know that all of these things can cause these symptoms mm-hmm. we all of these things can cause pms and worse you know symptoms per se how do we manage them yeah so i think number one is i mean look at your food quality totally and look at like how are you how much are you consuming of those one ingredient whole foods relative mm-hmm. to what you're consuming in processed foods because i do think that there's this level of like people saying like well i'm eating this in moderation but then it's becoming like two or three hundred calories every day that you're mm-hmm. eating air quote you know things in moderation but we're lacking fiber too and fiber is really really important um, fiber will actually help your body detox ex- excess estrogen um, and so if you're not consuming enough fiber there's not fiber to be able to bind to those toxins and excrete them same thing if you're using you know BPAs a lot or you're heating your food in plastic Tupperwares and you're getting you know more exposures to these toxins and you're not eating a diet high in fiber you're not able to detox those mm-hmm. you know exposures um, same thing too when we talk about digestion and like constipation right constipation keeps your body from releasing estrogen um, and that will cause some estrogen dominance which can also in turn cause PC, uh, PMS symptoms to worsen. Um, same thing here with alcohol consumption, right? Like alcohol can inhibit your liver from processing estrogen. Your liver is responsible for processing estrogen, um, other excess hormones, cholesterol, other sugars in the body, as well as 
um, you know, other various like toxins that you are exposed to. And so it's really important that you do your due diligence if you're experiencing a lot of these symptoms to help clean things up, give your body the support from one ingredient, whole foods, a lot of fiber, um, remove some of these plastics, you know, BPAs and all the things that you're exposed to in terms of your skincare, hair care. Um, but then also make sure that you are managing through some of these times and look ahead, like track your cycle. Know when your cycle is coming. I know, and I'm very in tune with my body. When my cycle is coming, cool, I'll flip my fats up and we'll go a little bit higher fat for the week leading into um, the start of my period. And I'll do things like cocoa powder, coconut bombs, um, fat bombs, things like that that are still going to bring my body energy and nutrients while helping me fulfill some of these like sweeter you know, cravings. But I'm not going off the walls eating ice cream and chocolate chip cookies and like, well, my body was just telling me that I was craving these things. So I ate five chocolate chip cookies every day. But yet I still say that I have fat loss goals. Like we got to get in line with our body, right? Like we got to get in tune here. And I think it all starts with knowing your cycle and then to aligning your nutrition um, and really increasing your fiber. Because if you start doing those few things, can kind of offset some of these yeah. rationalizations that you are. Yeah. I love when all of our clients tell us like my periods aren't as heavy. I'm mm-hmm. not dealing with as many symptoms. I don't have as bad a cramps and my cravings have gone down. Like those are all signs that our body is functioning at a better place. Um, and like Liz was saying, you guys, if, think about it, like if every month you're using three to five days as like a reason to consume things that are probably not working well with the body at the time because of how that hormone is affecting your insulin sensitivity levels that could throw us for a huge loop with our weight loss goals mm-hmm. so we, we just wanted to talk about like the justifications that we make sometimes around our period guys being a girl is hard we get that we are both women we both deal with these things too but we have to be real like you are not you know chained to a bed in this horrible pain being like chocolate's the only thing that's going to fix it. Mm. Chocolate's honestly probably making it worse. Like it's probably raising inflammation levels, making these things kind of worsen to an extent. Um, Small amounts of dark chocolate definitely can help. Cocoa powder. Cocoa powder is great. Um, But like, we don't need to be eating the box of six cupcakes because we're on our period type yeah. thing. Um, the and next, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say like, I'm really excited. We're going to have um, Dr. Haley Schaff on in a few weeks. And I was thinking back and I was telling Becca this the other day, like I went on birth hormonal birth control when I was 14 because my period was so bad. You guys, mm-hmm. I would lay on the floor with my feet oh, up yeah. on the bed, absolutely heating pads, like, Tylenol, Motrin, I got school. Uh, yeah. And like, I, I wish that I knew now what I didn't know then, or I knew then what I know now. That's what I'm saying. Um, because I was eating shit. Like, my food quality was horrible. And like, also, as a young child, you're you going to be going through hormone shifts. Like, that yeah. is totally normal when you are younger to have really bad periods because your body's regulating itself. But there's still so many things yes. that I could have done nutritionally. Um, and so I hope that I have a little girl someday so I can help her, you know, navigate that storm better because we just, we didn't know any better then. Yeah, and so, um, you know, instead, the solution was to go on birth control, which Mm -hmm. is something, you know, a different topic for a different day. But this is again, where like the problem that we see is just masking. We're just always trying to mask these symptoms. And I think this is another thing that when we talk about like the rationalizations, we'd start to like justify, well, I'm not going to start, you know, any new program or any new diet or, you know, whatever until the next event is over until mm-hmm. this like summer vacation is over or Jojo's wedding or Colleen's, you know, graduation. It's like, here's the thing. There's always going to be events 
You know, there's Mm -hmm. always going to be something that is upcoming that you think, you know, is a justification for you not focusing on yourself and your health today. Yep. And if that's the way that you're living your life, you're never going to get to your goals because you're always going to be utilizing some other reason for you not to start. And you don't have to be perfect. Like maybe you go to that event and you know that that's a planned deviation or you know that, you know, you are going to indulge in, you know, a couple of things, but you're going to try your best not to make it as indulgent as it might've been three or six months ago so that you can keep progressing forward Absolutely. Those things should be part of your life. Those things should be part of your plan with your goals. Like you don't have to wait until after a wedding or after, you know, a vacation to start working towards your goals. They should be part of your goals. You want to learn how to incorporate a day to day that allows you to progress through those things, guys. Mm -hmm. Like if we're still in the mindset of I can't start until after this because that is, you know, a YOLO situation then we're going to be stuck for a long time. Like we, we need to change the mindset that's going on instead of us waiting until these things happen, say, no, I can start making changes now. And even if that day is a total shit show, even if I do have 15 drinks at the wedding, like it's one day, it is one day. And you can get back into those habits that you've been improving upon and have it be probably less impactful than it would have been if you had just decided to, you know, wait until after that time. And then it probably would have spiraled into maybe a few more days, maybe a week or two. And then you would have found some other event to wait until or start some restrictive diet to do until. And then it's just this cycle and repeats and repeats. And we see this all the time. And so we need to learn how to make these things in our life part of our life that is a healthy life versus this up and down of our weight, of our mood, of our energy, of our confidence levels, because that is where the problem lies. Like we need to change the mindset aspect around you. You can't just wait until life works for you because life is never going to work perfectly for you guys. No, never is. And I think this is where, you know, you can start to look at it from a different perspective and look at like every day is an opportunity. You know, I've said before on the podcast, like every meal, every snack is a, is a choice for you to make, you know, a good choice. It's an opportunity for you to choose nourishing foods or to choose things that, you know, maybe you want in the moment that instant gratification, but don't align with your goals. And so it's the same thing with every day as we navigate life and we navigate the stress of life. And a lot of what our clients will tell us sometimes is like they feel so much better about how they're handling the stress that's being thrown their way because they're showing up for themselves, because they're showing themselves that they are a priority and that they can do the hard work and that their goals matter. They become more resilient to stress, which is really, really cool because, you know, this is one thing that we've had a handful of clients, obviously, I'm not going to go into their personal stories, go through some really, really hard times this week, Mm -hmm. whether it's job related or relationship related, breakup related, you know, divorce, whatever. Some of them are going through some like the trenches. And one thing I'm so proud of them for is that, you know, they all have said, I have felt so much better throughout this process because I'm continuing to show up for myself and I'm continuing to focus on me and my Mm -hmm. goals. I'm not going to let this derail me. I'm not going to let someone else rob me of my joy and the things that I'm deserving of in my life. And in turn, they're like, I feel like I'm not an emotional wreck the way that I would be if I wasn't walking this path and I wasn't on this journey. And they've gotten back into routines faster. They've gotten Mm -hmm. into things that make them feel good faster because we've been able to identify those things Mm -hmm. that do make them feel good in the journey. And so, you know, I, I totally agree with Liz. When I am 
showing up for myself and I'm in a good routine and I'm treating my body well, I'm so much more resilient to stress Mm -hmm. than when I'm not. Like it is a slippery slope with stress and it can just make you feel worse and worse. And so if stress is your reason why you're not making changes for yourself or why you're not fitting in the time for things, start to look at it as like, these things that I need to fit in are going to help me manage this stress better. Mm-hmm. I need to do these things to be able to get through this parts of life, to get through these different things. You know, I talked a little bit earlier this week on a post that I made around like creating opportunity for good stuff because we can totally blame our stress. We can blame all of the things in our day to day for why we don't get things done, for why we didn't, you know, have dinner, you know, at home that night and cook at home and eat a nourishing meal and why we instead just ordered pizza for our family. We can make all the reasons for, you know, I'm stressed and so I'm tired, so I didn't wake up for my workout and then I did I haven't worked out at all this week. Like, sure, are there always short times in our life where stress is a little bit higher? Absolutely. And you need to cater to those, you need to adjust to those. But if this is something that you've been using as a reason for like months, if not years, we need to start learning that stress is going to be a part of our lives and we have to figure out how to live with it versus using it as an excuse as to why we aren't living a life that we want to live at all. And so I totally, totally agree with the stress thing. It's a big reason why a lot of people say that they can't do things. They're just too stressed. I'm too stressed. It's like, it's like a badge of honor. I'm just, I have too much stress going on. But there's always, I mean, there's always going to be stress and there's always going to be bad. I think this is also like we've talked uh, before about like we've kind of gotten soft to recognizing like that life is shitty sometimes. Like sometimes there are, you know, situations, whether it is arguments with family or friends or things that just really bother you or maybe, you know, you reacted to something and you said something that you didn't mean out of spite because you are feeling like tension and stress. Like recognize this, like every single person has bad in their life in some way. It is how we handle that bad. I think that's what sets people apart because sure, it's it's rough. Like I'll give my, you know, example here of just going to the ER on Sunday night with my son. So we're in the ER for four hours. Like I got like three hours of sleep. Like it was rough. We were tired. But at the end of the day, like that situation happened and it didn't, you know, it wasn't an excuse for me the next day to continue just like, woe is me in the bad mm-hmm. and like being, you know, at my husband's throat and this and that. It's like, okay, like this happened. Like this was a stressful situation. And, you know, for everybody that's going to look different, but here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to handle it. Like let's tag team, let's communicate through it. Let's figure out a way that we can still have a good day, still nourish our bodies, still get our workouts and still do the things that we need to do and show up for ourselves. Because even though we're tired, even though like, you know, the last thing that I want to do is give myself good nourishing foods. Like I know that's going to be the thing that helps me show up better. And so in all of your life situations, whether it is, you know, a sick kid at home or you are sick or you've lost a loved one, or you're just have an argument with somebody like recognize like there is bad. And a lot of people experience those things, but how you navigate the bad and how you handle some of those like bumps in the road or roadblocks, if you will, is going to really make a difference in how you arrive at your destination like Mm -hmm. if it was just smooth sailing for everybody it'd be too easy and everybody would always already absolutely it's the concept of like mental grit like absolutely how do you tolerate things that come your way do you let them all consume you or do you take them in stride and say this sucks this situation sucks but what can i still do that make it a good day what can i still do to make myself feel good like liz was saying if liz you know didn't consistently prepare food and have food in the house and have a good routine of eating those things, 
she probably would have fallen to, Mm -hmm. you know, the stop and get the bagel and drink all the coffee that day. And like, you know, all of the habits that aren't going to help her feel any better, but because she's made an effort and put in work to work through those things, that mental grip becomes easier. Mm -hmm. It's a practice guys. It is something that you have to consistently do that you have to consistently implement because it's not just going to show up one day. We have to work at it. We have to keep it in our day to day. We have to be conscious of it. And stress is probably one of the biggest ones that I think rides the need for that mental grit. You know, mm-hmm. things are always going to happen on a day to day. I don't go any day without no, you know, with no stress hitting me at all. Like you have to learn how to work through those things or else they will literally take over your life and you will live a life that you don't love and you don't, you don't enjoy and you don't confident with, and you're just going to blame stress for the rest of your life. So I think sometimes we also blame others. Yeah. Our husband, our kids, our coworkers, you know, friends, friends. They don't live the same lifestyle as me. They don't enjoy the foods. They don't like healthy food. Peer guys, pressure. I've talked about like my child has not touched a vegetable in the three years of his life. I have tried so many times. He refuses them. But I will say the more and more I consume things around him that are nourishing foods, the more and more he will eat them. Mm-hmm. Like if I grab an apple and slices of an apple and some pistachios for a snack instead of grab his Cheez-Its and like the things that, you know, I will say are convenience and I sometimes will bring to restaurants, you know, if they don't have food that he'll eat, stuff like that. But he's he's gonna eat what's in front of him. And this is how children are. They are resilient. And they are Mm -hmm. also creatures of habit. So the more that we give them things, the more they will consume them. And so we need to be the example for our children. And that's what I look at. Like I always want to be a good example for Carson. I want to be the reason that he wants to be healthy. He talks about working out. He talks about, you know, the foods that we're eating. And so how can I use that as a driver for me wanting to be good versus an excuse for me not being good? Well, and I think you show the positive in it too. And so that's one thing that I wanted to kind of close this out with is like, you can either look at life in two ways. I have to do these things right? Or I get to do these yep. things. And so Becca could, you know, easily say, well, we have to eat our vegetables today. Like, no, we get to eat our vegetables. Like we are blessed because we can afford these vegetables, yes. right? There are so many different things that this concept can be applied to in your life, whether that is work, whether it is workouts, going to the grocery store, cooking, you name it. Instead of looking at all of these things as a chore and things that like you have to start doing and woe is me and like this sucks and this is hard, look at it as an opportunity. Like you get to create this opportunity. I get to show up and, you know, go to work today. I get to nourish my body with these whole foods that I'm able to afford. I get to go to the gym and move my body in ways that maybe other people wish that they could, you know, move their bodies. And so looking at everything is, and I guess this is kind of like that glass half full um, analogy, but like you, you can always look at things as either positive or negative, right? Mm-hmm. And the more that we push things off and the more that we rationalize things, the more you're basically just keeping yourself stuck in this negative space that ultimately isn't where you want to be long-term. And so let's look at, where can we start to create more of the opportunity? Where can you, you know, challenge yourself to look at things as an um, opportunity to get to do something and really start to make those small changes and notice, like try it for a week. How do you feel when yep. you shift 
these things into perspective. How do you feel when you present things to your kids in a more positive way? You know, and like be encouraging of, you know, apples are so good and they're red, but they're delicious and they have fiber and they give mommy energy and it makes me want to play outside with you. And instead of saying like, no, you have to eat this because this is healthy and no, you can't have the candy bar, right? Like we are an example, not only to our children, but we're an example to everyone who surrounds us, whether it's our spouse, whether it's our coworkers, you know, your boss, like be the light be the light to other people who may not know yet um, and really just start to shift your perspective and change some of these justifications because the longer that you justify, the longer you're going to stay stuck. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, the more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. Five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.